I am Allison Lee, and you are listening to CraftCast. And on this week's show, I'll be talking with photographer Susan Tuttle, as well as I have a lot of stories and different things to share with you. So let's get started. Show number 170. Starting the day again, oh yeah. Letting the sun shine in, uh oh. I'm gonna dig within myself, uh oh. Life may be never what you think, but I think I'll just go with it and create something new. Just get yourself right into your chair. Come on, listen, you can learn to create something new. It starts inside you. Well, hello, 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 everyone. Oh, yes, it's me, Allison Lee, back here in front of the mic for a podcast session. I'm usually in front of the mic doing live classes and all kinds of other things, but it's fun to get back in front of the mic to just share about what's going on here in the CraftCast studio. Uh, Besides all the different classes and things, uh, if you haven't checked out, Uh, some of the live classes and the recordings. Oh my gosh, you have to come over to www.craftcast.com and check them out. So much fun. Last week, we had more fun than you can imagine. There were two classes. Uh, Laura Hart was showing us all how to make these freaking gorgeous stenciled metal clay um, medallions, I guess you would call them, uh, just my favorite kind of sort of talisman type pieces. And then the lovely Wannery Tanner was showing us all how to make these book lockets out of copper clay. Oh my gosh, around the world, hundreds of people, too much fun. Anyway, check that out. But what I want to talk to you about here is, uh, what's going on now? Um, today's guest coming up is Susan Tuttle, who, uh, if you don't know her, check her out. SusanTuttlePhotography.com. She does all this fabulous work with photoshops and collaging, and she teaches online all of that. And um, mm-hmm. yep, she's going to be coming doing something over at the Craftcast Studio in the future. Uh, so that was just great fun talking to her, and you'll learn all kinds of links and things. So um, if you don't have a pencil, don't worry about it, though. I will have it all on the Craftcast site. But I'm going to tell you a quick little story that's going to lead to how I found all the books and things I'm talking about today, uh, because it was in the recovery process. So I had some downtime, so to speak. Uh, So last week, uh, a lot's been going on here in the studio after all that live classes and such. And I went out to walk my my Akita, my puppy, my two-and-a-half-year-old Shadow. She's always right next to me at around midnight. It was sort of late. And just walked a little bit away from the house on the sidewalk, but it was dark. Mm-hmm. And she peed, which is good, turned around to come back. And right there, we live right by sort of a ravine um, overpass. Oh, her old sniffer smelled a skunk. Uh, it hadn't made the scent yet. She was smelling it because she wanted to catch it. Uh, and she took off down the, uh, a little sort of downhill area in the pitch black and the leash sort of stuck then on my hand and I went flying and I had a true, um, roadrunner, wily coyote moment where she went through the area where 
she could fit through in the trees and I didn't. And then she got the skunk, and then it was smelling, and then it was all night. And by 4 o'clock in the morning where I had done everything with her and cleaned her and all that, realized, oh, the black and blue on my arm, oh, maybe 8 inches tall, (laughs) and figured out I had probably cracked or done something to a rib at that point. Anywho, the next morning at the urgent care center and back and forth and la-di-da, just severely bruised. But I'm telling you, black and blue marks, it would make um, a weak man run. Oh, yeah, really nasty, nasty. Anyway, uh, it sort of got me down a bit, <laughs> literally. I had to lie down. So that's how I found these great sort of books and things that I'm going to talk to you about today. Because I had some downtime uh, with my iPad, which was great because you don't have to move much. So first thing I found. Now, some of you might already know this, but I'm always behind on my TV viewing. But what I love about being behind on it is when I find something, I don't have to wait for each week for the new episode. Oh, no. I can download entire seasons and then watch them obsessively. So I did that a bit with uh, a show called United States of Terra which is also my puppy's name, but um, Tony Collette stars in it. Plus, I can't remember the name of the guy who's from, um, oh, he was in um, Sex and the City. He was one of the boyfriends. Not Mr. Big, but another one. Anyway, Tony Collette is amazing. She plays a woman who's married with two kids and that she's gone off her medication and she has what she's called the alters in their alternate personality. So whenever she can't he- handle something, it sets off one of these altars coming out. And it is, first of all, she's an amazing actress. But the relationship with the kids and <laughs> the, the alternative personalities, which we sort of all have. Uh, anyway, I find it, I was enjoying that. I think I watched, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 of those. Um, All I know is I was borrowing my son's Netflix account. And when I talked to him after it, I said, oh, I've been watching this show called. He goes, yeah, I know exactly what you've been watching. And like 10 of them. (laughs) So like I didn't feel good. Just wanted to watch something. Anyway, I recommend that. United States of Terra. Then two books. One, a Palmer Clay book. And here's why I really love it. Because it's, it's Palmer Clay it's called Enlightened Polymer Clay, um, Artisan Jewelry Designs Inspired by Nature. So there you go, see, by Ria Nagumo, Araya Nagumo, and paperback, and it is, maybe it was out before in hardback. It has the pictures of polymer that I just love. I'm looking right now at this one ring in there that's, um, what is it called? Just the number 11 ring. Very fluttery little discs and beautiful colors, just layered. Anyway, I thoroughly enjoy this book because it's, uh, I love the designs of the polymer, simple, but elegant, just really speaks to me. And then there's the whole back of the section is how to do it. So I love that. I'm just telling you, enlightened polymer clay. Fabulous. Um, Another book, I actually had some time to read fiction, which I just don't have that time anymore in my life. I'm always doing something else. Uh, But when your ribs are really sore and you have to lie down, you can make time to do these things. So I read this book called The Dressmaker by Kate Alcott. 
um, it's a tad historic fiction, uh, more than a tad. Uh, and it's about a person who was on board the Titanic who survived and how she got on and what she did. Uh, and they did take all this information about the trials right after the Titanic went down, uh, which I was really not aware of, but, um, you know, trying to figure out who is responsible, not enough lifeboats, all this different information. Anywho, I found it pretty fascinating. Interesting read. That's brand new. It's called The Dressmaker by Kate Alcott. I thought it was good. Uh, And then here's a cool app that I downloaded onto the iPad. And I didn't even buy the next level, which is the deluxe version. I did the free version. I think the deluxe is all of $1.99 or something. Uh, And it's called um, OMG Pop Draw. No, OMG Pop is the name of the site. And then Draw Something is the name of the app. So um, oh my gosh, Pop, I guess it's the official site. They have all kinds of games on OMG Pop. And the one I did was Draw Something. And here's what happens. You you log on. And then I did a random search, anyone who wanted to play. And um, what you're shown is um, easy, medium, hard words to choose from. Um, you can sort of win coins or something. I forget how you use the coins. I didn't get that involved. But you pick a word. Let's say it said to draw um, a, what did I get? Like one, um, an igloo. Okay, so you use your finger and you draw the igloo and then the other person has to guess. And then they do one for you and you have to guess and back and forth. And I, I thought it was enjoyable. Maybe it sounds sort of silly as I'm telling it to you all right now, but it was really fun to just sort of watch people draw and guess what they were drawing. It's like charades, only on your iPad that way. And frankly, when you're bored and lying in bed and you don't have anyone to play with, it was really perfect for me. So there you go. Go to the OMG Pop um, or Google that. And then the game was called Draw Something. It's caught on. It's very popular. Just saying. So there you go. Bunch of stuff. Uh, And remember, I'll have all those links. If you're working out in the gym right now or driving, listening, um, go to the craftcast.com site and look up this podcast and you'll find all those linky dinks, everything you need. So now I'm going to tell you about today's guest, um, Susan Tuttle. She is a photographer and um, she's going to talk about some of her books in there. Uh, she's does beautiful work that's very popular, the using different Photoshop filters, creating different effects. Um, I love it. It's just always fun to do that, learn how to do all that type of collage work, sort of high end. um, Well, you could use it for scrapbooking if you wanted to, um, these kind of techniques. Anyway, she teaches them online. She's a delight. You're going to love hearing more about what Susan had to say. But before that, I have a really cute piece of music, uh, I really like this person a lot, Jenny Mayhem, and she's going to sing, When You're Older. I really enjoy her. I hope you do. And then come on back and I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Susan Tuttle. So nice in the way we've been spending life. 
back today with someone I talked to a bunch of years ago. So we're going to talk about how much we've changed in our chosen fields and what's going on and all kinds of fun stuff. Today, I'm talking to Susan Tuttle. Uh, Her website is her name, photography.com. She's an artist. She's a blogger. She's the author of Digital Expressions, Creating Digital Art with Photoshop, which we love, Photoshop Elements, as well as Exhibition 36. And she has a new book coming out. Susan, hello and welcome to CraftCast. Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me, and it's great to be back. Isn't it? It's like, oh, my gosh, a few years have gone by. But let's refresh everyone um, with how you got started in this crazy world called Photoshop and blogging and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, let's see. I was When I had my son in 2003, I was taking a lot of pictures, just as all new parents are. Right. And at the same time, I was introduced to Photoshop because it's something that my mother had been working with for a couple years. So um, she got me started, and then I just started to do some basic things, playing around. And the, the subject matter was my son, photos of my son. So that was actually something that was exciting to work with and... Um, as you know, and as many people as many people know, there, Photoshop has a high learning curve. So it sure it does, does doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was some incentive in working with images of him that were just so adorable. No, wait. Do you so, remember what Photoshop you started with? Let's see, two thousand and yeah, yep. Not, My mother, uh, she had two point so I started with uh, two yeah. Then I went to four um, I pretty much have gone all the way through. And then when I got Creative Suite, I started with Creative Suite 3. Now I have Creative Suite 5, and I have Elements 9.0 because I purchased it right before 10.0 came out. Mm-hmm. So I haven't upgraded to that. Yeah, I hate that but, when that happens. 
Yeah, don't you hate that? I hate that when that happens, but we have to keep up the times. But I remember those old Photoshops, yeah. just so people can even, if they weren't into Photoshop way back then, when we wanted to save something, we would go take a lunch break because it would take an hour to save. <laughs> and you couldn't True. delete, you couldn't change anything. There was no Command Z in Photoshop back no, then. No, none of that. No. So there are definitely some new tools. There, it's easier today. Wonderful. But I also have to say the tried and true tools and functions still remain. That's true. So that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. also helpful for teaching when I teach. That's why I can have people with different versions still able to do the same tasks in my classes. Well, now, did you have photography in your background in the, you know, the way with film and darkroom and all of that? Mm -hmm. or No, I actually you didn't. didn't. Uh, oh. No, but I, I had this passion, which is... Don't laugh, but when I was a little kid, I had my 110 camera, and I just got so into taking pictures and looking through that little plastic lens. And I love I that camera. Friends, yeah. But I got to say, I was disappointed at the results when I got them back because you they were, were grainy. Yeah, oh, it just, you know, huh. it's like that's not. I mean, keep in mind, I was nine. That's not what I saw when I looked through the little lens. So um, I do still have those pictures, and then I kind of put my camera aside, and then I didn't really begin again until my son was born, and I got um, my I got a really nice Nikon camera. I now have a Canon, but uh, so it was really self kind of exploration, and I kind of took it on myself and online found resources, went to the bookstore, magazines. Um, and I have, a, I have a music background, and I went to music school for that. So my experience with that was not entirely positive in terms of um, keeping my creative spirit alive and fresh and untouched. So I found, like, for me, the rules and, um, I don't know, I kind of felt like my creative spirit was crushed a little bit. So from what now? I, from, from Just from formal training okay. that I had. So now when I pick up my flute, I'm always hearing, you know, my professors saying, keep this in mind, posture, this, this, and this. So it's, sometimes <laughs> it can be a little bit paralyzing. So with photography and with mixed media art, I just decided that I was going to get to choose um, how I would learn and what my instruction would mm. be so, so I could keep that exciting feeling that no one could take away. So that's what worked best for me. You know, I'm not saying that's true for everyone across the board. But right. for me, that's how I've maintained excitement and a fresh approach towards my photography. And, you know, I've, I've been doing this now for, I don't know, like 10 years. And I'm still just as excited as I was back then. And I keep on growing. And I keep wondering, where am I going to go next with this? Oh, it is. It's so exciting. You know? I mean, it is. digital, it's, nice it's overwhelmingly exciting. Overwhelming, yes. And I do feel like I finally found my niche in manipulating photos, also in doing digital art and finding an outlet in blogging and also iPhonography, which we can talk about later. But yes. it's just like a never-ending <laughs> journey. Isn't so. it crazy how it's taken off between iPhone photography, which I love my camera on my iPhone. Don't you? Yes. yes. It's crazy good. It is. So how, how often do you take pictures every day? Oh, every day. Yeah. I mean, it's just how I remember things. It's how I, today I saw things in two windows. I'm like, I took pictures to remember something I saw for colors and shapes. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and my background is the old fashioned photography with film. I, you know, so it's, um, I love it. I think I'd like to interview you because I'd like to hear your perspective on 
darkroom photography versus digital photography? Because I've often heard that the traditional photographers just kind of look at digital as being – I don't want to say cheating because I don't think that at all. It's I don't either. Cool, but oh, good. Well, no, I don't think it at all. Yeah. I think it's just—I'll tell you—it makes it easier if you have the background because it's all the same. So mm-hmm. it's just a different approach. I mean, do you approach your work with also a archival thought in mind? I do, uh, in terms of saving it mm-hmm. and, and where do we save our things. I mean, mm-hmm. we have multiple hard drives here at home. We have online venues. My husband has. Um, a hard drive at work, and I know that when you put things on uh, CDs, that they have a very short shelf life. So we actually buy gold CDs. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's maddening. We actually had, I had some DVDs with, uh, or CDs rather, of pictures of my kids when they were young, and they actually, I don't know if it was humidity um, or whatnot, but they just they didn't play anymore. Luckily, my wow. mother had a copy we had sent her, so we didn't lose them. But that is when we woke up and said, oh, my God, we've got to get on this. We have to be serious about saving things. So, Do you print out a lot of things, or is it um, – I'm sure it's mostly digitally saved. I want to do more. And one of those things on my mommy to-do list is to make some photo books. Right. I know. I, I, love, I love those. I love the ones that you can make through Apple. They're really good. Aren't so, they? I know. They're beautiful. They I know. Think about how easy it is to come, have your own book in a beautiful sleeve of all your photographs. Do you print yours out a lot? No. I don't. I don't anymore. You know, but yeah. I do love, you know, I mean, I'm sure like you, don't you love just the internet and being able to share all of our different images that way? Yep. And blogging. I actually just moved um, my old blog, which was on Blogger, I moved it over to my WordPress venue because... Um, since Blogger is free, you know, although I've never had any issues, I worry down the road. Right. You know, there's no customer support. I'm not. That's paying. right. So now that I have WordPress and that I have, you know, Profoto blog and support, right. I am moving everything over. So right. I can't lose it. Well, so. things have really changed since we started with all of that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a little bit. Um, I mentioned it before that you had a life-changing accident that really just sort of thrust you into art, it sounds like. I'd love to yeah, hear more definitely. about that and how that unfolded because it's sure. interesting how that happens with people. No, it is. It's true. I think that happens to a lot of people. It does. They have a life-changing moment. Yes. It puts them in the direction they're meant to go Yes. In. Yeah. Um, I was in my early 20s. This is 1996, April 13th to be exact. And um, I had a very bad car accident. It was a trip I was trying to make to go visit my sister, and it got postponed several times. And I actually had premonitions of being in an accident. So when I was actually in the middle of the accident, I was not surprised. I I, I totally understand what you're saying. I totally understand. Yeah. And if you look at a picture of the car, you'll look at that and think, well, there's no way that somebody came away from that. And I did. I mean, the car was completely crushed there was just a little space where I was sitting. And um, I didn't walk away, but I practically did. And right. I had a lot of swelling all around, you know, in my head. My head blew up to the size of a giant pumpkin. But it was a miracle because the swelling was all above my skull. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I knew it wasn't my time. Right. And while I was healing, um, a friend was taking care of me, and I spent a lot of my time on the couch. So I just requested if she could get me a journal and some charcoals, and I started drawing. And then that soon turned into exploring with paint and mixed media, collage type of stuff. Um, and I, it just kept growing 
from there. And I found online communities that were doing some of the same stuff that I was. And then I got into the digital. And I just kept experimenting. And I knew that I loved doing mixed media art, but I never quite felt that it was my thing. Right. I was seeing other people doing things like Missy Mon, who I'm, I'm in love with her work. I'm in love with her. And I just <laughs> knew that what I was doing was never going to be of that caliber. And I was okay with that. But I just knew this, there's something else. There's something else in me. I just have to find my niche. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to an interview that Claudine Helmuth gave. And mm-hmm. she kept talking about when you're trying to find your style and your voice, Take note of the things that you love and go from there. And so I guess everything just came together and I found my niche in photography and sharing that on my blog and then doing digital art as well as just um, manipulating single photos. So there you have it. And I haven't looked back. Isn't it amazing how taking some downtime from something like that, you, you know, finally have the time to like go on a journey. Yeah. I know it's true. I've had the same thing. I mean, everyone, I think, can look at that and say, you know, um, where that journey began. And I have to tell you, eight years old with your camera, I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people I've interviewed. There's always an eight-year-old moment that comes up. I'm not kidding you. So your future self was just looking at that camera saying, this is not the quality I was thinking this was. And you just put it down for a while. I did, yep. But then, now I can look through the same little square, (laughs) and I can get amazing results, and then I can take it into Photoshop and just enhance it even more. So all my dreams have come. There you go. It's all come around. Little harp music playing. Exactly. Well, do you ever play with some of those retro crammers that they have out now? Do you know the ones I'm talking about? that? that, Well, they're they're coming back, and people are putting film in them again. I do. What's Um, the freaking name of that right now? I can't think of it. Well... I have attachments that go on my Taza. camera. I, I have a fisheye attachment. Oh, you do? I have a Diana lens. I have That's a it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lens. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lens. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that I get some interesting results. I have Lens Baby. I love them. So I have their whole system. LensBaby.com. I hope it's okay that, that I'm Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Is it okay? Yes. Um, and then in my new book that's coming out, Christy Heideck, who is my co-author, she and I um, did some experimentation with a lot of the Lens Baby lenses and their whole systems. So, oh, I'm excited to go look. Yeah. Always that's, fun. That's like replicating Holga pinhole. Yes. Double, double glass, single glass. Um, so you might need to pop a Dramamine before you look at the <laughs> images because you really, when I photo manipulate them, and I know this happened to Christy too, we were like, whoa, I'm feeling a little dizzy. <laughs> well, it cracks me up when we work hard to make our pictures look like if you had your Instamatic um, yes. with your flash yes. cube, um, yes. recreate those looks with that whole retro yes. feeling and how in that is. And I love that. So fascinating. I love it too because... So those movements, you know, back in the 70s were kind of like uh, became popular and against the more, you know, rigid forms of photography. So I, I find it interesting that they're coming back. And they're I do, too. Embraced, you know, I do, yeah. too. Well, now well, I, I love you because you just embrace it all. I, wonderful. Are you kidding? <laughs> I you know what? Don't even get me started. It's not, you know. <laughs> We're, some people just finally go, you have to be quiet now. They can't even handle it anymore when I start on this with some people. So I just, it's very passionate about it all. Uh, but now let's talk a bit because this is the other thing. And I know you've um, taught many people 
and women, probably in particular. Yeah, the approach to yeah, the approach and to a Photoshop. Few guys who are, like love the class because they're the only guy in the class. Yeah, of course. Go well, ahead. There's yeah. always that exactly. <laughs> uh, but this is teaching um, something technical like Photoshop to women. Um, what do you think is what do you think drives women to then want to take the class? Like, what is it that they want to create? Is there a general thing? Well, I think it's different for everyone, but one thing that I noticed from a lot of the women, they like having a sense of community. And mm -hmm. I've noticed this, I've had some comparison, because I've given classes, um, like one I'm giving now, Toy Camera with Photoshop. I saw that, so looked good. Mm -hmm. It's fun, it's yep. so fun. So I have a lot of women who have returned, and they really like the forums. They like to talk to each other. They and like share. They like to go to the Flickr, yeah, yeah, pool, share their work, get feedback. And people like to feel comfortable. They, they want to have an environment where they can share and feel like it's safe. Yeah. Um, I myself don't generally give constructive um, criticism or feedback unless it's asked for. Right. I think it's, there's part of it, this is like a place to feel good and grow. Yeah. Um, and some people, of course, want more specific feedback, and they'll generally email me in private for that. Some people um, are beginners, and they actually have never experimented with Photoshop at all, but um, I, I really work hard to give clear directions that anyone can follow. So a lot of people have actually learned Photoshop through taking my classes. And then I have some people who are familiar with the programs, more well-seasoned, and they just want to improve or they want a new technique. So there's a whole range of reasons why people take the class. And do you think it's best um, in starting with Photoshop because it is so freaking huge? I mean, you know, it's yeah. about just you can do anything you want, which is overwhelming, that you show people here, start with some techniques so that people start yeah. seeing what's possible by learning a specific technique to create. I do. And, and there are some things, there's something called Photoshop Crash Course online. I want to say it's through Photo Argus. Don't quote me on that. Photoshop but, Crash Course. Okay. Yeah. So just to learn um, the interface and a few basics on tools and functions. And then I think it's important to learn about layers. And that seems to be yeah. something that when people are beginning, it's like, what is going on here? And right. it's really just a few easy steps of using your move tool to drag one image into another, and then you use a blending mode to blend them. But actually doing that for the first time and getting it, I mean, it, even for me, I remember thinking way back that it's, it's very complicated and mind-boggling, and then you get it, and it's like, oh, okay. Then it's easy. Yeah, it's crazy yeah, at first. Yeah. Right. I remember first opening up Photoshop, and I just couldn't even find, like, where the tool was. Never mind start using the program. Like, the window yeah. with the tools disappeared, and I was done. Oh, <laughs> so, I know. Well, that can happen. If right. you click on it, and then it's like, How I do know. I, I know. I mean, the interface is, it, it is intimidating. It's, and, um, you know, there is, there is a lot. But it's, I find it fascinating that, um, a certain look, or maybe you know best, what is, a, is there a certain look or certain, uh, I want to say filters or type of things that are most popular right now that you see people wanting to know for sure? Um, I wouldn't say that. No. I, well, what I, what I was going to say before I forget, if you are new to Photoshop, I definitely recommend starting out with elements. Very good point. Yeah. yeah. First of all, it's a lot less expensive. Right. And it's e a little bit easier to learn, a little more simplified. Um, and I actually, I use both 
CS5 and then my elements because I find that there's certain things that I can do in elements that I can't do in Creative Suite and vice versa. Wow, so, okay. Yeah, so I really do recommend elements. Um, now, the other thing is, there is more than one way to skin a cat and you can do Absolutely. the same exact, you can get the same exact result in probably five different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So there may be a way I can do it in creative suite very easily, but I figure out a way to do it in elements, um, just a different approach, but right. you get the same result. And when I'm teaching through my books or I'm teaching online, I teach through elements because, um, it's just, it's a more user-friendly program. Yeah. I've got yeah. A, some beginning students. I'm not going to tell them to go out and get Creative Suite. And if you do have Creative Suite, nine times out of ten, you're someone with more experience. So you can take the elements instructions, and when they veer a little bit, when they, you know, you'll be able to figure it out. Right. You have the experience. You see what I'm saying? I do. I get that question, like, well, which program do you recommend, and are they vastly different? And they're, they're, they are and they aren't. You know, my Photoshop classes right now, most of the instructions are the same for both programs. And when they veer, I will give a supplemental. Instruction. Right. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Plus, can't you even download Elements for free for trial or something? You can, yep, yeah, for 30 so days. Can, right, which is great. Yeah. Because you can know sort of really fast whether or not it's for you or not. <laughs> exactly. And, well, and you might think it's not for you, but keep at it. If you keep at it, yes. If you keep yeah. at it, not just an hour, but if you keep at it every day for 30 days, you'll be either exactly. hooked or you'll know, mm, never mind. It's yep, a, definitely right. a great approach to do that. Now, do you work, do you combine other programs with your Photoshop? Are you a strictly a Photoshop gal? Well, when I'm using my computer, I'm strictly Photoshop. And um, then I use apps on my phone when I'm doing iPhone. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that too. Yes. yes. So but, you um, love your phone for doing images. Oh, yes. I yeah. love my phone. Right. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I keep jumping around. My brain is, the neurons are going. Um, you asked me, are there certain uh, filters that are popular? Yes. I just think of something to say to that. But oh, good. Go. Because, no, no, no. I love um, this because this is how yeah. women think. We go back and yeah. forth, forward and around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I think the blur effect is very popular right now. Yes. Like a, yes. A spot where it's clear and then you're blurring the rest. And yes. What I find fascinating is people are really breaking away from what, um, cameras can do. Like, let's say on your digital camera, you've got the f-stop set really low, so you've got this really crisp foreground, and you've got the background very blurred. Right. Um, so you can do that in Photoshop, but people are also putting blurs in places that you that a camera could never recreate. Right. It's funky. Right. So I notice a lot of that, and I've actually noticed that increase since iPhonography, because they have all these tilt-shift kinds of apps yep. where you can just put a blur wherever the heck you want. So... I it is sort of crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Blur, you're right. Yeah, it is. My mind is thinking now the blurs. Yeah, you can put them where it can't really happen naturally in normal right. photography. Right. Yeah, it is sort of funky. So let's. So you you love your phone. You're doing lots of photos with your phone, I and it's a whole world. Phone. It's a whole other world. A whole world. Yeah. I started out a couple of years ago. Was it? No, it couldn't be a couple of years ago. About a year ago with my phone. And um, I just started by taking photographs that I would see, you know, that I thought something that was attractive or, you know, I would go out to eat, take a picture of the food. Sure. And <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. And it was fun. Who doesn't take but pictures of all their food? Of all their food. That's one of my favorite things. Right. Yeah. Or their cappuccino when it's beautifully done on oh, top. Oh, yeah. 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 I sure. I've got enough pictures of coffee to last yeah. at the time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um, 
So I started to notice when I was on Instagram, which is the social We network, love it, so yes. I, oh, yeah, love it. And I was really attracted to people who had styles. So, like, um, there are people doing strictly black and white or mm-hmm, strictly mm-hmm. portraiture. And I thought, I, this would be a great opportunity for me to find something that just had, like, a, a style, a very clear style, something maybe a little out there, something that was challenging. And I don't know, I don't even know how this happened, but... <laughs> At the same time I was thinking this, I it was around Halloween and I started accumulating really nice costumes. And then my friend who um goes and does trunk shows for vintage costumes and mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. she was lending me anything I wanted. So I started having these little dress up sessions <laughs> with myself, taking photographs, and I realized that I could do portraits and even I use myself as the model because I don't have anybody else to, to use and I dress up and become these characters and take these photos. So oh you'd be fun to have a play date with I can tell. Oh my god <laughs> but it's fun because some of the characters are maybe a little shy some are a little risque. I love it. Oh I love it. That I put on on my Instagram I would never put on my site I think you know. Right. Tasteful right. enough, but it's a side of me that I, I'm exploring. <laughs> so anyway, and it's purely with the iPhone. I don't take it into Photoshop. Take the photos with the iPhone and use the apps. So what's your favorite app, phone app? My favorite phone app is Scratch Cam. Scratch Cam. Scratch Cam. <gasps> I don't know that one. I'm writing it down. That sounds good. Do you ever? Um, and I get it. So you can scratch it like it looks old, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. So they have different filters that, that have scratches and textures. You can change the color. You can add a border. Oh, fun. It's so fun. I actually I won a contest. I entered one of my photos, and I I went to go use their app, and it was on the front on the menu. It said, first place winner, winner and I nearly fell out of my seat because I, uh, I never expected that. Congratulations. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I love that. That is so much fun. You know what? I, now, I should share this with you. I just ordered today. You know Photo Mojo, I believe it's called? Yeah. I yep. love them. They have a remote for your iPhone now. So if you want to set it up, a little remote that you can just click and then it'll take your picture. I need one of those because I use the timer. And so I've got it set and then I'm running off to get it, into position. I know. <laughs> a little remote. I thought they've had it all now. So there you go. That was like, nice. like that's a nice little thing to have. Yeah. It cracks me Ooh. up all the little um, accessories, too, you can get for your iPhone. Well, this is fun. I remember seeing someone in one of the Somerset Digital Studios. She used to get underneath this glass table and press like parts of her body up against it and it it was so funky and I was like how did she get that photo well she she had one of those remotes <gasps> the camera coming through the t- the glass table in other words yeah. so she could do really cool poses like that and still <laughs> be her own photographer yeah so now ooh, you got my head spinning now the neurons are firing oh <laughs> uh, well check that out it, i just got the email this morning i'm like that's a must-have for all of Definitely. us wackies with doing this kind of thing well tell a little bit about um your next class coming up online or the one that's going on now so that people can mm-hmm. get an idea of the fun because yeah. i know people are thinking i want to learn this too yeah well it's called toy camera with photoshop and what i've done because i've noticed as you and i have just talked about how popular these retro cameras are coming back and so uh, we're replicating toy camera effects and also film effects so things like pinhole holga polaroid 
silver gelatin technique. Love that. Processing. Yeah. So there's a total of 10 projects. And uh, we spend the first part of the week gathering photos that are going to work and be appropriate. And I give some tried and true ways to improve those photos before you even use them in the projects. And then we just dive into the projects. And we've got three projects a week that people work on. Um, and it's a four-week class, and then I give two weeks after that where people can still sign in and finish up their projects or revisit things. And I may either give that again, or I'm toying with two ideas. One, doing an, um, kind of like a rolling admissions type mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. The, the drawback of that is you don't have that community, right, which right, we talked right. about earlier. So yep. I've got to mull that over a little more. The other possibility is turning it into an ebook. You can do a multimedia ebook. Right, right, right. So I'm still thinking about that because there's, there's good things to that because people can access it whenever they want. But sure. the downside is they may not have that sense of community. And also, how do I... You know, am I available 24-7 if someone has a question? Sure. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot to think about there. There is, and we're used to because um, what, I've, what I've learned is because people then get interested from around the world. I don't have a time zone anymore. It's just where are you on the planet sort of yeah. thing, you know. It doesn't – it's live in our time zone. Does It no longer means anything. Well, I like what you said in your book in the end there. Your sign-off line was jump in and have fun because some people are just so intimidated, and that's how it should be, right? Just jump in. Give it a shot. And absolutely. It's so much there's, fun. There's a lot uh, of things that you can Google. If you're stuck, just Google what you're stuck on, and you're going to find some tutorials. Yes. So. But then there's nothing like a class on, like you said, community to keep you going through right. when it got sticky and hard. Absolutely. And I, I love to help people. I have a teaching background. So um, it's a joy to exercise that teaching muscle again. And right. I love breaking things down for people, right. meeting people where they're at. And for me, I want them to be comfortable. There's no silly question. You know, this yeah, is exactly. Like a college course. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's supposed to be fun. Well, tell us again the name of your new book coming out. Okay. It's Photocraft. And let me see if I, we, the title has changed several times and so has the subtitle, but I have, speaking of taking pictures of your iPhone, I took a picture of my screen with the name. That's good. (laughs) Always good. Yep. Photocraft. Yes. Creative mixed media and digital approaches to transforming your photographs. I will never remember the title of my own book. I understand that. I understand. Photocraft. Just a photograph. Yeah, that's good. I understand that. But people can get now, they can get digital expressions, which is totally cool and has tons of tutorials to walk through to get certain effects. Yes. And there's even a CD in it as well. A DVD, rather, with um, brushes, I'm assuming, or things to add into your Photoshop to play with. And something I should add, too. um, I made sure when I did digital expressions that I used the tried and true tools. Um, So... Using, I, I did this with Element 6.0 because when I worked on it, mm-hmm. that's what was current. Okay. But there's tried and trues in there that you can still use. So Without worrying about things not really working. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we, yep. we love that because things do change, and that's one thing you just have to understand in the world of digital. It changes, and there are glitches that pop up randomly. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And I always cross my fingers because, you know, when I do the book and then it actually is published, Photoshop has put out one or two more versions. And then down the line, you know, even more. Here we are at 10, and this book uses six, but it'll yeah. still work just fine. 
<laughs> Yay. Yay! Well, I I'm excited. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go look up Scratch Cam, Photoshop oh. Crash Course, Lens Baby. Yep. I love learning. Lens Baby, join the Photo Argus. I love their newsletter. <gasps> There's great tips from everything from um, photography techniques to starting your own photography business. Fabulous. Oh yeah. All good. Well, everyone can come over to craftcast.com to get all the links, susantuttlephotography.com. You can click over at craftcast.com. Plus, I'll make sure and put up all these different links because I know people are listening while they're running or at the gym and they're, they're not, they don't have a pen to write them down. So right. they'll be over there so right. people can find them. So thank you, darling, for coming on again and chatting with me. It was awesome. fun. It was such a pleasure. Boy, the time went by so quickly. I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> all right. Well, I might be calling uh-huh. you for some Photoshop lessons in the near future. <laughs> Sounds great. It is such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. So I hope you all enjoyed that talk I had with Susan. Uh, Here's a few of the... um places she talked about in links. Um, but again, come over to craftcast.com where you'll find the one for scratchcam.com for the crash course in Photoshop, lensbaby.com and, um, the photo Argus page on Facebook. Lots of fun stuff. And all of you who have the Craftcast uh, app, make sure you listen to the bonus uh, content today because Susan shares with all of us, uh, which I love because I've already listened to it, uh, her favorite um, uh, filter and technique that she uses uh, all the time. Her go-to filter technique when she's working in Photoshop. Uh, So if you're interested in that, make sure you pick up uh, the CraftCast app. Go to the App Store. You can find that for both uh, droids and for iPhone. It's very good very good info she gives. I loved it. Uh, So there you go. Which brings me to the ET, the entertaining thoughts section of the show. And I thought about today uh, what I wanted to share with all of you. And, well, it really is spring. And I adore spring. I adore all the seasons, but there's something I really, really, really love about spring because it's it's starting over. Hello, how much fun is that? So, and you know, I always share with you um, in the entertaining thoughts section of the show what's really something that I do. You know, it's it's I speak right from the heart there. So, uh, especially after a little incident with the skunk and being laid up, it was scary there for a while, guys. Uh, I just went right back to um, my feeling in spring, which is don't wait to do something. (laughs) Just don't freaking wait. Put it on your schedule. Do it today. Do it right after you finish listening to me in this podcast. Something you've been thinking about, just do it. Sign up for it. um, Buy the ticket to it. Listen to it. Rehearse it. Dance it. Do it. Make it. (laughs) Just do it, you know? Just do it. Don't put it off. Don't put it off to the weekend, tomorrow. Do it tonight. You know, turn off the television, do, turn off something else that you do, uh, and just change your path and do it. That's what I have to say to all of you. Yeah, go ahead. Just do it. <laughs> 
So thanks again for coming and listening to me here at craftcast.com. I really appreciate it so much. I love hearing from all of you. You can go to the craftcast.com site where you can find uh, a place to contact me. You can email me at allison at craftcast.com. You can also see on the site a phone number that you can call if you want to leave a message. You can also find me over at uh, facebook.com. Facebook, uh, just type in craftcast. As well as follow me hashtag craftcast on twitter oh yes floating around everywhere and i hope to uh, see you on a class again sometime love meeting and chatting with all the people that come online (gasps) so there you go that's all the information and you know what i have to say get your butt in the chair and keep crafting just get yourself right into your chair come on listen you can learn to create something new It starts inside you